This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome into the latest installment of the Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. I'm your host, Will Gray. Pleased to be joined today, uh, live and in color in the Golf Channel studios, by Tommy Roy, lead golf producer for Golf Channel and NBC Sports. We're going on 25 years now. This man has seen and been behind the scenes for pretty much every important golf shot over the last couple decades. Tommy, thank you so much for, for taking the time to join yeah, us Yeah, Will, glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, so I know around here the Open is is on everyone's mind. You're heading to Carnoustie in, in a couple days to, to run the broadcast there. It's going to be an exciting week, a lot of storylines. But let's let's peel back the onion a little bit because a lot of times people sit on their couch and it's, it looks like a lovely day on the golf course and you see this big wide open green golf course and you've got guys in the tower but you are, are kind of back behind, you're not in, in light of day, right? Walk me through a day in the life of Tommy Roy when you are running a, a major broadcast for, uh, for Golf Channel and NBC. Yeah, well, first of all, it begins uh, a full year beforehand where we uh, go over there and uh, play the course first. There you, know, you go. Because you got, you, if you're really going to understand a golf course, you, you got to play it. you got to sample the product. Correct. <laughs> um, and, and actually, it is hugely valuable to see which holes are, you know, that I think are going to be having the biggest outcome on the score, uh, and then also which particular shots, and then make sure that we've got those covered, uh, not with just with one camera sitting dead center behind a green, you know, that we yeah. we place them in in places that uh, really show off the the hole, the playability of the hole, um, the beauty. Um, all that. So anyway, we we do that. It's called what we call a survey. So we're over there a year in advance, and and we literally walk the course um, with the the people that do the world feed, which is European Tour Productions. Um, the the guy who's their uh, primary director, his name is Jim Story, and he and I uh, used to work Wimbledon together way yeah. back when uh, Boris Becker was winning this thing. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, how our um, association began. Fortunately, they got the contract once the BBC uh, no longer broadcast uh, it primarily, and it's been a great marriage because he and I both have the same sort of philosophy on, on how you cover golf. And um, So we don't have all of our own cameras there like we would for the players or mm -hmm. a typical event, but, um, but we do have cameras behind every green, uh, a lot of the tee shots, a lot of what we call flanker shots, which are the, the low, tight shots to capture the the emotion but a lot of the tee shots and cranes and all that it's their cameras and we take feeds of those cameras so um, that's all set up in advance we then have a follow-up 
So we have a fall survey, then we have a spring survey, okay. where we go back, go over all the things again, get all the technical people there. It's, a, it's quite a scene. There's an army of about 70 of us walking the course, going through every single hole and, and uh, where the cameras are going to be and what we need built, et cetera. Um, and then now we uh, are leading up to it. Like uh, today, we just were here going through all the features and the teases and, and the graphics, everything that we've been preparing so that when we get there, we kind of have our act together. <laughs> um, and then when it uh, comes to game time, um, we actually build a broadcast center there. You know, here in the States, we have trucks that make their way, production trucks, and I'm in a, in a big control room. Um, be a long trip for that truck to make it correct. over to the northern well, you know, part of Scotland. Well, you know, for like the Olympics, we actually put these trucks on boats and send them over there. But for, uh, for uh, the Open, uh, we actually build a broadcast center. So it's a building that is built, uh, and then the, the, the innards of a truck is installed in this building. And one half of it is for uh, NBC Golf Channel. The other half is for the World Feed. And we're all interconnected so that we can access each other's um, yeah digital recording devices, et cetera. So. No shortage of legwork going into the behind the scenes. It's like the glacier, right? You see the, the tip of the iceberg, and then be, behind it and beneath it is a lot more that goes into oh, yeah. just producing yeah. even, even a ton of, of TV like we're going to have in the coming days at Carnoustie. But you mentioned the Olympics. I don't want to shortchange your resume here because you're not just a golf guy. If, if there's a major sporting event, you've been there, you've covered it, you've produced it, be it the Olympics, Super Bowl, World Series, college football, national championship games, the, the whole works, Wimbledon. So let's go back to, to the start. How'd you, how'd you get into this? How did you get this? A lot of people listening will say, oh, this sounds like a pretty pretty cool gig, but uh, you've got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, I really lucked out. Uh, my dad was a golf pro out in southern Arizona in Tucson, and uh, so I was in school at the University of Arizona, and um, during Christmas break, uh, I needed you know to get a job. And the Tucson Open uh, in the early days uh, used to lead off the season. Mm -hmm. So uh, my dad got me a job at the Tucson Open. I didn't know what it was going to be. Go out there, find out, you know, to the course, find out what it is. I said, well, you can either work on one of the portable bars on the golf course. or you bad. Could, yeah, it would have been all right. Or you could take coffee to the NBC cameraman. And I'd known a guy who had done this the year before. And not only did the club pay him, but NBC gave him a tip and a rent-a-car to use for the week. And so I had no clue about the TV business, but uh, I knew that I'd like to drive a rent-a-car for a week. And that was my sole motivation was to take that job. And so I did. And then it's pretty interesting, you know, when you're in that position, you're there before everybody kind of arrives. And so um, the trucks rolled in, you know, with the big NBC sports and then the technicians and the cameramen, all these guys started coming in, and, and they were coming from all the bowl games, so they were wearing Rose Bowl jackets and Orange Bowl jackets, and, you know, that looked pretty cool. And then um, uh, because they, they knew that I knew golf, you know, being the son of a golf pro, they asked me to be in the control room for them and help spot when they went on the air. And for the people that haven't ever been in a uh, television control room, you know, especially for a live sporting event, it's, it's really electric in there, you know, craziness, shouting, you know, and, and so, uh, and the intensity of the whole thing. When I saw them come on the air that very first time, I knew that's what I wanted to do. You know, it just hit me right then. Yeah. So, um, so then I, you know, uh, finished out that week and, and the NBC guys said to me, hey, we're doing the Bob Hope next week in Palm Springs. Do you think you can come and do that? I was still on my uh, Christmas break and I said, yeah, I, I can come do that. So I go do that. New rental car? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I flew over there and you know had this big big uh, rent a car. That was pretty cool. But anyway, um, we finished that week and they said, "Hey, can you do the rest of our spring tour for us?" Which was the you know the Florida swing, et cetera. And uh, so I I said yeah, and I had to go home and and drop out of school that spring semester. And, and so it wasn't easy to tell my uh, parents that I was doing this, but I did. And then obviously you know things worked out. And now here we are. Yep. Several years later, but but you have seen some things. For as many sports fans are listening in, you you have definitely uh, seen some things, both in terms of golf and in other sports. Now you mentioned life in the control room. It's a bit of controlled chaos when the events are going down. You, you, the the p picture that fans get on the TV is far different than the one that's happening back in the control room. Can you talk about some of the uh, I don't know not, difficulties might not be the right word, but just just some of the job requirements of hurting those cats when you're in the moment and you've got a huge golf course with 18 holes and unknown cameras and several players coming down the stretch and trying to de debate between who gets how much airtime and how you present it to the viewer. Yeah, well, uh, my co-producer, Tom Randolph, uh, he's an accomplished golfer himself, played at UCLA with Pavin and mm -hmm. Steve Pay, all those guys. Uh, he's, he's crucial in this too, but, um, you know, the interesting thing, interesting thing about golf is uh, it's not played on one field. It's played on 18, over acres and acres and acres. Um, there's up to 70 balls in play versus one ball, if you're doing football, baseball, or basketball. Um, the storyline, you think Jordan Spieth is going to be in contention, or Tiger, or whoever, uh, but you don't really know for sure. You know, If you're doing a Patriots game, you know your storyline going in is Tom Brady. That's your storyline. Is, is Grok going to play? You know, that may be a secondary thing. But with golf, you have to be reactive to other guys that, that are kind of unknown or mid-level guys and, and being able to uh, personalize them so that the people at home have a rooting interest. Uh, but the biggest thing is that they never stop playing when you go to commercial. So if you're doing a football, baseball, basketball game, you know, you, you, they stop playing when you go to commercial. And you, if you're you in the truck, your breath, right? yeah, you can kind of regroup, you know, get your act together and come out and get going again. But during commercial breaks uh, on golf, you have to work that much harder because you've got to make sure you're recording everything. And then when you're coming out of the break, okay, am I going to go live? Am I going to go to a tape shot to catch people up? You know, how's that integra integration going to work? So it, it's complicated. I know going back to the open, uh, it's, a, it's a big project for, for you and for us as a company, but I know a big initiative for you within the open is the notion that if you've qualified for this tournament, you're going to show up on the TV feed at some point or another. We're going to see a, a golf shot from all 156 players in the field. Talk to me about just kind of how you, how you came up with that and then just how difficult that is to execute. As you said, you've got to go down through the, the research notebook to, uh, to make sure that you can talk accurately and informatively about a lot of those guys. Yeah, my, this uh, philosophy I started at the players. You know, that if, mm -hmm. you, if you're a good enough player to make it into that field, Playing that golf course, you deserve uh, the right to be shown on TV some somehow, some way, with an interesting shot. You know, not just gratuitously showing somebody, but a meaningful shot of some sort. Now, a meaningful shot may be a great shot or maybe a bad shot. You know, it's, it's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. Um, so uh, I felt the same way about the U.S. Open when we were doing that, and then I feel the same way about uh, the Open. Uh, so. Uh, fortunately, we're on the air a lot of hours, and so we have the opportunity to do it. Like the first year at Troon, though, having the postage stamp hole, you can go to any player on that tee box 
and it's interesting to watch them hit a tee shot. Um, it's a little more complicated at, at, at Birkdale last year, and it'll be a little more complicated this time because there's not a real signature hole that you can always go to to see someone hit a golf shot, and it's always interesting. But there's a couple, you know, like the 13th hole is a very short par three over there. That'll be interesting. And, and obviously, once they get coming down the stretch and dealing with the burn, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be interesting shots that'll allow us to, to get guys on the air. I was going to say, you, you've got your site visits in, you've seen the course, you've played the course. Everyone thinks Carnoustie, you think back to Vandeveld in 99, but are there one or two spots that you think might pop up as, as kind of turning points coming down the stretch or the back nine at Carnoustie? Uh, I think, uh, well, 8, 9, 10, and 11, that stretch, and 12, uh, it's, it's all very interesting, a, a, a little stretch there. The sixth with, yeah. Ho, you know, Hogan's Alley. There's interesting things on this whole golf course. Uh, you know, the next to the the railroad on, on Nine Green and 10T. Um, it's it's a lot of interesting shots. You know, uh, we, we won't be hard-pressed to find good <laughs> things to show people. Yeah. Well, as I said, you've, you've done much more than just golf. You were in Beijing doing Olympic swimming for, for Michael Phelps' craziness in 2008. You've done Super Bowls, World Series, the, the whole gamut. Is there one or two non-golf events that stand out for you in terms of high points of the career or where you sit back and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone's paying me to sit here yeah. and watch this. Well, um, I produced uh, Super Bowl 32 when Elway finally won it after losing it there mm -hmm. three times. Um, and that was really cool because we, we had the AFC for all those years on NBC and doing all those uh, Broncos games, you know, and he, he became a, a real favorite of ours. And, and so... You know, every year you always wanted the AFC to win the Super Bowl so that you had the defending champ the next year. And the rough run there. Well, was that stretch, you know, the Giants and the Niners, you know, that yep. all those guys they and the Bears, even they only won the one. But the, the NFC just dominated. And so, um, you know, you always were rooting. And finally, um, he got it done. And it was a very dramatic game. Um, and, and it's interesting, when I'm in the truck doing these shows, even though millions of people are watching your work, um, I, I never really feel the pressure, but the, I felt it that Super Bowl Sunday. Really? I could feel the pressure of doing, you know, an event that everybody was watching. Watching him helicopter there on yep. the 10-yard yeah. the line. Memory. And, yeah. Every, every yeah. now and then. Uh, all right, so what, in, let's switch However, back. However, yes. the swimming in Beijing yes. tops that. Really? Oh, yeah. Because uh, that was the, just the whole thing. Yeah, or it, the wasn't relay. Just, it wasn't just one night, you know, yeah. this, this was happening over and, and we thought he had a chance to win eight golds, but we purposely didn't ever start talking about that till he won like his fifth. Yeah. Because we, we didn't want to hype this possibility and then he loses first night and then, you know, it's that happened with Kathy, some, Kathy guess, Freeman. I was going to say you could have some Dan and Dan memories. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, lot that can go. Yeah, the Olympics, know. it's a fine it's a fine line there. Everyone oh, yeah. that's in those final races, yeah. they have a chance to win the oh, gold. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, and, you know, they, they almost lost the very first one in the relay, you know, except for Jason Lezak came back <laughs> and won it. So, But anyway, um, that kept building and building and, and, you know, say what you want about the great American sportsman. I get goosebumps thinking about it, but... Um, he's a winner. I mean, he came through. Time, I mean, every single time, basically, he came through, you know. And, yeah, Tiger Woods won a lot of golf tournaments in his prime, but he didn't win them all. And that's basically that's what, you know, what yeah. Phelps was doing. I mean, just absolutely amazing. It was so much fun.
we've made it this far without mentioning T-Dubs, but you let the cat out of the bag. So let's, let's talk about him. I mean, he's such a big storyline. I know that you, you go back to the, the Patriots analogy. There's no one storyline. Tiger's always a storyline for us uh, from, from the writing perspective. But for you, when you still have to cover another 155 players or even another 75 guys or whatever on the weekend, how do you balance the demand for seeing Tiger on the telecast versus the need to showcase the rest of the event? What's, what's the Tiger influence in the truck? Well, um, obviously, he's who the public wants to see. You know, you could just look at the size of galleries, you know. Uh, who, where's the biggest gallery? So that, that shows a plus. Just walk around at a PJ Tour event. Yeah. Whenever your cell phone jams, <laughs> that's when you know you're within 100 yards of a Tiger right, Woods. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously the ratings go way up because people want to see him. So, um, you know, it was interesting in his heyday, even if he was six shots back, we would show him all the time because he had the firepower to, to make mm -hmm. that run and catch him. I'm not sure he has that same firepower right now. So, it, you know, the, basically the way it works is, is on Thursday and Friday, um, we try to show every shot he hits. Saturday, most shots he hits. Come Sunday, you know, on the front nine, a lot of the shot he hits. <laughs> But come to the final few holes, if he's not in contention, then we're not going to be showing him. It's going to be the guys that are in contention. So um, I, I never had a problem dealing with that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's understandable because, as you said, especially in those first two rounds, people want to see oh, Tiger yeah. and they want to see, for, for better or worse, how he's, how he's faring. Even in an event, you know, I think back to the U.S. Open last month, triple bogey out of the first hole, there's still a little bit of a rubberneck situation to see, all right, oh, yeah. is he going to pull it back together? Is he going to make the cut? Is he going to keep falling apart? The questions never end when it comes to Tiger on the course. So uh, let's talk crazy moments. Just in terms of golf, we, we mentioned Vanderbilt before. That was an ABC event, so you weren't uh, in the truck for, for that one. But has there been a moment in your golf production career where you sat there and you're like, what is going on right now? Uh, well, last year at the 13th with the speed in the final <laughs> That's round. That's a good answer, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, particularly how long it was taking. And, um, you know, as a producer, there's other golf shots going on, you know, that we could all, we could just go off and watch all those while he's trying to figure out what he's doing. And a lot of times, under normal circumstances, you have to do that. Uh, and we did have to go a couple of times to catch, catch people up on what was happening. But um, as my former boss, Dick Ebersol, uh, pointed out to me, you know, when something really crazy like that is going on, stay with it. Yeah. Don't leave it. And so we stayed there. That was um, Pete crazy. Yeah. That, was, that was about as, and, as crazy as And we get. got so lucky because when we did the, uh, the survey, uh, we put a, a wire cam on, on the practice grounds on the range. You know, it ran the distance of the range. And it's not even really for us. It's mostly for Matt Haggerty's show, who, you know, <laughs> works on our, you know, all the, the studio shows leading up to the start of coverage. And so they use that a lot, you know, to show the guys on the range getting ready in the practice rounds, et cetera. Uh, but we have access to that camera because uh, we're on the air for a couple hours prior to leaders teeing off. So when the leaders are making their way over the range, we'll use that cam to, to set up. Well, by happenstance, it ran right next to the 13th hole. And so when Spieth hit it out there to the right, we had the most unbelievable, perfect angle of the whole thing going on. Um, I mean, and again, it was just total luck. But... It was great drama, good stuff, and we got nominated for an Emmy, you know, for, for live sports special for this thing. So um, it was it was great. Never a bad thing. You got, I believe, thirty ish of those of those at home. Thirty one. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's make sure we get the count <laughs> right. But that's uh, that's no small number indeed. But you know, I think this goes back to the speed thing. Goes back to just the the difficulty of golf production versus other sports. There's there's no clock on golf. You don't know what once he flares it out there 
over the hill. This might take five minutes. It might take eight minutes. It might take 25 minutes. Matt Kuchar could turn 50 years old yeah. in the middle of this fairway before Spieth hits the shot. So, I mean, how do you balance that in the heat of the moment, knowing that the tournament's probably riding on this hole or, or, or could be, and then knowing that you have to also show some other golf as it's going on. Yeah, other golf and also get commercials in. You know, because yes. we're friends someone, at the commercials. Right. right. Well, yeah. they're out there screwing around with rulings. <laughs> That's a good time to get commercials out of the way. Yeah. But this this was so dramatic and so off the wall and so crucial to the outcome, as it turned out, um, that we stayed. We yeah. stayed for a really long time. Um, and so, but it was good TV. Well, we th everyone thinks back to that moment with the dialogue between Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller. What's your stance on, on player-caddy interaction, trying to get that into the broadcast? Would you be in favor of miking up caddies for, for certain events, or would you rather kind of let the action speak for itself? The only thing about miking up caddies is you don't hear the player talking to them. Yeah. So you'd have to mic up both guys to hear that conversation. That's so, dangerous territory. Though. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, in, in the... Honestly, these mics are cumbersome, you know, so, I mean, a, a player will wear it in a made-for-TV silly season event, but not when they're trying to win a major. So, but we, we actually have, the microphones we have are spectacular, and they can pick up that player-caddy uh, conversation. The thing that's crucial is your audio guys have to have good relationships with the players, and, the, and especially the caddies, you know, to, when sneak, to go in. Yeah, sneak in there and get in close, so... Uh, unfortunately, we our guys do. Yeah. Well, the, as we said, the Open is a big tournament for us. The Players' Championship, always a big tournament as well. You are a local resident up there, so that one's close to the heart. But taking those two out, among the, let's quote, say, quote-unquote, regular tour events, is there one stop that you enjoy going to that you kind of like, all right, this is this is an event that, that I circle, knowing that they're all, you know, you're, you've, you've seen a bunch of them, but is there one that you like to go to? Well, of, of the regular tour events, I really like going to Phoenix. And yeah. we, we only get to do it in the years that CBS has the Super Bowl. So this, talk, this, talk about controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah, so this coming year, uh, we get to do it. And and being that I'm from Arizona, Dan mm -hmm. Hicks is from Arizona, a lot of our uh, fraternity brothers that we went to school with are now big wheels in the city of yep. Phoenix and Scottsdale, you know, businessmen. Um, and I just love going back there, and, and that whole scene, is, it's nuts, but it's, it's great fun. You think there's a tipping point with uh, the 16th hole there, or, or is it every, you know, everyone knows it's a party, you know what you're signing up for, and you get to deal with it once you're in the cauldron? Yeah, I, I think the, the only tipping point is people shouting out personal insults, you know, against family members. I mean, that's, that's, that's too much. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, how, you know, I don't really know how much of that stuff goes on out there, but I hear more talk of that and I think that's wrong but yeah. but in terms of cheering and and you know all that I'm all for it there you go uh, so the open uh, coming up at Carnoustie big event in Europe usually we get one this year we've got two how did things change from your perspective when it comes to the Ryder Cup and you only got instead of having 70 uh, balls in the air you've got maybe four five six when you've got a, a handful of matches on but certainly that's a big event that draws a lot of attention and and I've got to think that the demands from your job change a little bit with that event. I thought the other big event you were talking about was the World Cup, which is about to happen. That's, yeah, that's also... Which is really going to be yeah. interesting if England makes it past the semi and that's are in true. the final, which is going to be this coming yes. Sunday. Um, all I've been told it's coming home. The, the internet says <laughs> yeah. it's coming home. Yeah. We'll see how this the goes. The place is going to go nuts yeah. out there, which will be, yeah. be fun to be a part of. But yeah, the Ryder Cup, um, yeah, that that's such a special event. Uh, you know, the interesting thing for us is it, it's, it's not about um, analyzing swings and, and golf holes and all that. It's about capturing the emotion. That's what the whole thing is about, the emotion. And because what you see is 
guys that are lone wolves most of the time, you know, finally uh, playing on a team for their country, for their captain, uh, that whole deal. But the other thing that people don't really talk too much about is when a, when a player gets in contention, especially in a big event, they're playing good, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're playing well. <laughs> and, and so, you know, they're hitting good shots. But a Ryder Cup, they may have been playing well four months ago, and that's how they qualified for this thing. And now they're chopping, yeah. but they still have to go out and perform under this incredible, intense pressure. So um, what tends to happen is that you see incredibly good shots and you see some really bad shots. And it's all about, for me, capturing the emotion. So, so instead of having Xmos on you know, swings, I got super slow-mos on face shots and, and dealing with all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, last one on, on the open, and then we'll... Uh, I'm going to have to put you on the spot here in a, in a minute. But uh, is there one storyline that you're looking forward to covering next week? Spieth is defending. You've got Tiger. You've had a crazy year from Phil Mickelson. Rory apparently can't find a putter. Is there one that you're kind of zeroing in on of the pre-tournament storylines for the Open that you say this is, this is one that is going to be interesting? Yeah, I don't know. If, you know, we have to be all over all those storylines. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's not just those guys. I mean, i got storylines on – Dozens of players you've never even heard of, you know, and we can talk Eric Van Royen <laughs> if you want. We'll, we'll go. Yeah. We'll send this thing yeah. into the into the night here. And, if you want. and by the way, it's not just talking about them. It's having you know pictures of them when they attended the '99, you know, as a little boy. You know, so we got we got great stuff. Um, but honestly, I mean, I think it's going to be Tiger. Yeah. I, I just have a feeling that uh, he'll you know with those fast, firm conditions there, he can use that driving iron, keep it in play. I think he'll putt well over there. It's only a question of whether he gets hosed by the weather, you know, <laughs> which can happen. You know, if you're in one one half of the field that they get terrible weather, the rest of the day it's fine, and then they can never recover. So, um, so we'll see. Well, if we're, if we're going to have firm and fast and browned out conditions, everyone's going to think back to 2006, you know? Hoy Lake, when yep. you hit that driving iron yep. and, and just kind of torched, no pun intended, uh, the rest of the field. So we shall see. But as I said, got to put you on the spot here a little bit. You said site survey. You're going out. You're playing the courses. Give me the Tommy Roy tail of the tape uh, current handicap. 6.6. .6. Wow, that is an exact answer. That is a man that knows. <laughs> Only because I just played a, a pro knows, and I had to look it up. It's a man so. that knows his his gin. Uh, what uh, what is of all the courses you played? Does one stand out? Augusta National. Okay, it's an e easy answer. Uh, is there a, any course left on the bucket list? Um, yeah, you know the great thing about uh, what we're doing with the Open, you know, for, so for 20 years we did the USGA events, right, mm -hmm. and, and played the greatest golf courses there are in the United States and got to play them all, and it was awesome. Um, but I never got to go play in Scotland or Ireland or any of these, and so now having this opportunity, actually Roy, my last name, we're from Scotland, mm -hmm. and so uh, to get to go over there and play these courses has just been a dream come true, I have to say. It's, uh, those places are great. Do you have a favorite among the open rota yet? Uh, well, I really like Carnoustie, honestly. Yeah. Um, I like the old course. I've only played that once, but Carnoustie I really have fallen in love with. And it's, it's interesting because most people only see these golf courses with the grandstands up and, you know, the, the whole falderall of the mm -hmm. open being there. But when you see them in the raw, you know, just the way they naturally are, and, and that's how I, I get to see these courses now when we first go there, they're spectacular. So oh. cool. So much fun. If you if you need a fourth for the Royal Portrush site survey, I could probably, I'll have to talk to my bosses here, but I think I could probably clear the schedule. That's got to be coming up, right? Have you yeah, been there? Yeah, we've already been there. And um, 
and it is spectacular. It's yeah. like Pebble Beach. I mean, the holes aren't right next to the water, you know, yeah. but but the views are just as good. Yeah. And it's, you know, this cute town, Port Rush, and you know, castles and things around there, and the, the Irish fans are going to be out of their minds. Um, it's going to be fantastic. For a man who has logged as many frequent flyer miles as you have, I have to assume that there is at least one travel nightmare story. Do you have one that comes to mind in terms of in terms of golf where the clubs got lost or you got diverted by four different storms or, or anything like that? I wouldn't say travel nightmare, but uh, when we go do these surveys, we literally fly in, do them, and leave. Yeah. And so when uh, the um, President's Cup was in South Africa, down in, in George, down mm -hmm. there, um, to go from New York there, it was an 18-hour flight to get to Joburg and then another, what, four or five hours to get there, and landed, um, went out and did our survey. Um, it happened to be my birthday. Oh, did a little go. bit of celebrating, and then right on the airplane and oh, back out. So we were literally there less than 24 hours after flying all the way geez. down there. So Your um, body didn't know which way it was up for about a week. Well, you never, you never even get in that time yeah. zone, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll leave with this. Any predictions uh, for a, a Clary Jug recipient here next week? Uh, I really like Tiger's chances. Wow. Yeah, I do. That is, that is a I've bold I've been thinking that for a while, and okay. uh, we'll see. Again, the weather is going to be such a factor, but uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling about it. Yeah? You feel like the putter could be, he, he may have finally found something there with the, the tailor-made? Yeah, and I just think he was going to putt good on these greens anyway. I, I just have the feeling. You know, we got to do his last major, yep. that the 08, and that there there wasn't a more dramatic event I've ever done in golf, you know, because that, that wasn't just, you know, until then, the 86 Masters, to me, was the most mm -hmm. dramatic, greatest golf tournament ever, but that lasted in, in one window of about two hours in the back nine on Sunday, where Tiger's deal in, in San Diego, you know, it was Friday, he played good, and Saturday, off the charts, Sunday, we know what that was, and then the playoff Monday, so um, I just I just have a feeling. The man knows Link's golf, and we—you've been around <laughs> long enough to trust your trust your gut feeling when it comes to to Tiger Woods, Hopefully especially in Jinxed him. Well, you never know. <laughs> it would certainly be an interesting story for everyone to cover. I think that we would not uh, suffer any ratings issues, but uh, we shall see. Tommy Roy, lead producer for Golf Channel NBC, thank you so much for joining us. Wish you a uh, safe travel back or over to Scotland and, and then back. It's certainly going to be a fun part of the the season for us when we get to this point and we're, we're tuning in overseas. Yeah, it'll be great fun. Well, uh, this has been uh, Golf Channel Podcast presented by Top Golf. Again, I'm your host, Will Gray. Golf Channel Podcast available at golfchannel.com slash podcast and your favorite podcast provider. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Art19, or Google Play. Search Golf Channel Podcast and subscribe. If you love the show, if you just like the show, be sure to leave a rating, leave a review, tell a friend. Once again, Tommy Roy, thank you much for joining us. Right, I'm well. your host, Will Gray. This has been a Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. We'll see you next time. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.